Another weekend has come. Another weekend has gone. And we had not one, but two first-time winners at Daytona. Let's talk about it and so much more. What is going on, everyone? My name is J-Mac, and welcome to The Wave Around. Thank you so much for joining me on this Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021, where we are now just two days removed from the Daytona Road Course, where we saw two first-time winners and a repeat winner from last week. It was a drama-filled weekend. It had excitement, it had disappointment, and it had a ton of cautions. More on those cautions in a bit. First, let us start with the truck race, where we saw Ben Rhodes get back-to-back wins after what seemed to be a million of those damn yellow flags, including the highly controversial Flagman doing the old switcheroo with the waving white flag to the BOOM yellow flag out of nowhere, just as Rhodes was coming to the line. This caution blew up social media everywhere and left many furious and confused. But hey, that's NASCAR for ya. While we're talking the truck race, can we just applaud John Hunter Nemechek? Wow, that young man can really wheel a truck. Very impressive run for him. He is a driver that could win multiple races this season. But can he stop the Ben Rhodes machine? Only time will tell, but I think he is one to watch. Your top 10 for the road race are in order. Number one, Ben Rhodes. Coming in second, Sheldon Creed. And third, we had John Hunter Nemechek. And fourth, Todd Gilliland. Fifth, Riley Herbst. Sixth, Matt Crafton. Seventh, Derek Krause. Eighth, Kaz Grala. And ninth, we had Timmy Hill. And rounding out the top 10, Christian X. I'm going to be honest with you here, folks. I did not watch the Xfinity race until the very end due to a prior function. But from what I did see was Ty Gibbs winning his very first race in his very first start in one of the three national series of NASCAR. You could tell how much this win meant to him. He was full of emotion, which to me shows the passion and the excitement he has for this sport and winning for his grandfather. Toyota 2. Ford and Chevy, nothing. Your top 10 for the Xfinity race were Ty Gibbs coming in second, Austin Sendrick in third, Daniel Hemrick in fourth, Brandon Jones in fifth, Jeb Burton in sixth, Harrison Burton in seventh, Miguel Pilato in eighth, Brandon Brown, ninth, Justin Haley, and in tenth, Jeremy Clements. Now we go on to the cup race, or shall I say, the O'Reilly Auto Parts 253. Chase Elliott was the story of the weekend, as he was going for his fifth road course win in a row. To start off the race, the damn caution got thrown at lap number one, when we saw Michael McDowell starting second lose a tire, and then number 18 Kyle Busch got some damage. Stage 1 pretty much was the domination that is Chase Elliott, as he dominated the field on the way to a Stage 1 win. Stage 2 looked to be more of the domination of Elliott. That was, of course, till Ross Chastain fought the wall, and the wall won, bringing out the ever-so-present caution. Elliott would restart 14th after losing 5 spots on pit row, but 
We later found that this tire changer was chasing a tire to avoid having a uncontrollable tire penalty. He would eventually finish the stage in sixth place. Denny Hamlin won stage two with his nice PJs, I shall say. It was a pretty solid, uneventful stage. The third and final stage, oh boy, it looked to be calm. It looked to be just like last year. But we saw a rainbow and a few raindrops decided to ruin it for all of us. On lap 57 of 70, NASCAR decides to throw out the caution for some rain. There was hardly any rain. In fact, the amount of rain that we saw looked like Triple H spitting out into the crowd during one of his male soap opera wrestling match performances. Because as soon as it arrived, it was gone. Welcome to Florida. So with this caution, pretty much everybody's like left deciding, what are we going to do? Are we going to get some rain tires? Are we going to keep these slicks on? Yes, the ever-so-important questions I ask myself every time it rains. Well, all but 11 teams decided to come in and get them, according to Larry Mack, some fuel and some tires. All teams made the decision, however, to stick with the slicks. Lap 59, we saw our defending road course king get into some trouble as he goes into the grass and makes, but he makes an incredible save while turning his front grill into a lawnmower, mowing down the grass in the infield. Another favorite, Martin Truex Jr., spins. Corey LaJoy decides to make some contact with Elliot. Larson spins, going for second, and ends up in the tire wall thingy. Lap 65, we get a little spin, spin, spinny roo, while Chase Elliott is battling for fourth with Brad Kozlowski in the turn six. The nine gets spun out from Mr. Chase Hater himself, Denny Hamlin. With one to go, we see Christopher Bell take the lead on the front chicane. He holds off to get his first win. If you've been keeping count, that's Toyota 3 everyone else nothing your top 10 finishers for the cup road course race were christopher bell getting that first place finish joey logano coming in second coming in third denny hamlin in fourth we saw kurt bush who had quite an eventful day himself but ends up finishing in fourth brad k had another bad crazy day but he ends up in fifth in sixth kevin harvick in seventh a j allmendinger in eighth mr michael mcdowell in ninth we saw ryan priest and in tenth Alex Bowman, and that is your top 10 for the cup race. With that win, Christopher Bell becomes the 197th driver to win a cup series race. He's also the sixth driver to win a cup race in the number 20 car. And a little strange but true tidbit, his first win in each series has come in his second start of his second season. Also, this is the first time since 1950 that we have had back-to-back first-time winners to start a cup season. Pretty remarkable. Man, you've got to love NASCAR. Well, 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 that Daytona magic came. Again, you could say there were some sweet dreams for some, and of course, nightmares for others. There was wheel hopping, there was brake locking, and there was dirt all over the place. 
Personally, I thought overall it was more action-packed for the cup race this year versus last year where we saw everyone playing it safe. This may be due to the fact that last year, nobody except those that have ran the 24 hours of Daytona have ever driven the Daytona road course, seeing how last year it was the first time being ran. This year, not so much. It seemed those it seemed that breaks were an issue with six more road course races to go. These teams are going to have to do something to figure out a way to resolve those issues. If not, we're going to have pretty much the same that we've seen in this weekend's road course race. As far as the cautions go, man, what a tough break for chase and my predictions for the outcome. That's right. I'm over two when it comes to picking the winner. As far as these cautions go, I feel that maybe NASCAR needs to um, come up with a way to have segment cautions. So instead of the entire course going yellow, that section that the incident happened in goes yellow. You know, like a Formula One type rule where no overtaking is allowed if you come into that sector while it is still yellow. I know they are against it. NASCAR doesn't want to change it. And I know it will cause a public outcry by these so-called boomer NASCAR fans. But it does need to be considered. Personally, I am enjoying the changes so far, and I believe we are in for a great season. I enjoyed this past weekend, but it's time to finally get the hell out of Daytona for a while. I know there are some drivers that can agree on that sediment. Oh, and while we're at it, let's talk about Fox. Fox decides they want to do a little tribute to the Days of Thunder. Oh my gosh, Top Gun on four wheels with Clint Boyer and Jeff Gordon chasing each other in the ever so let's reproduce the damn car scene on the beach, but this time they did it on the track. Speaking of Clint Boyer, I'm personally enjoying having him. I know a lot of people are enjoy having him in the booth. He is a great change that Fox needed. But Fox, come on. Are we seriously keeping the drivers as cartoon characters? I guess they are. I guess that's going to be a thing this season while Fox has coverage. Here are your top 10 end points, starting with the truck series. First place, Ben Rhodes with 100 points. John Hunter Nemechek with 91 points. In third, Sheldon Creed with 87 points. In fourth, Chandler Smith with 70 points. In fifth, Matt Crafton with 63. In sixth, Carson Hossever with 55. Then we have Raphael Lassard with 54 points. In eighth, Cody Rowenbog with 50. In ninth, Johnny Sauter with 47 points and rounding out the top 10 in trucks ryan truex with 45 points your xfinity leaders are austin sendrick with 105 harrison burton has 81 points daniel hemrick with 75 brandon brown with 72 myatt schneider with 69 points jeb burton with 65 points jeremy clemens with 54 points ty gibbs with 50 justin haley with 50 and brandon jones with 48 points and as we know austin sendrick and ty gibbs have a guaranteed lock into the playoffs your cup top 10 are denny hamlin with 104 Joey Logano with 92, Kevin Harvick with 83, Christopher Bell with 82, Chase Elliott with 79, Michael McDowell 
with 75. Ryan Priest, yes, Ryan Priest was 74. Kurt Busch was 65. Austin Dillon was 64. And Brad Kozlowski with 64. Of course, McDowell and Bell have a lock into the playoffs. That is your top 10 in points. Here's some news that you might have missed. Chip Ganassi himself was fined $30,000 for bringing into the for bringing someone into the competition area that's not essential and that was restricted from the footprint. He is barred from the upcoming event at Miami Homestead, but he is still allowed to have the 42 and the 1 racing. Also, Worldwide Technology is no longer sponsoring RPM. So this is an ongoing story. More to follow. This is the Week in Review. This Day in NASCAR is coming up next. Before we start, let's give a happy belated birthday to NASCAR. Turning 72 years old, that's right, on February 21st, 1948, the great organization we love was founded. As we know, the next cup race is February 28th, this Sunday. So here are your drivers that have won a cup race on the 28th. In 1960, we had Richard Petty over there in Charlotte. 1965, Ned Jarrett in Weaverville, North Carolina. In 1971, A.J. Foyt in Ontario, California. 1993, Rusty Wallace at Rockingham. 2010, we saw Jimmy Johnson doing it in Las Vegas. And in 2016, Jimmy Johnson over in Atlanta. And that is this day in NASCAR history. We'll be right back with The Rant. Here we go with the J-Mac rant, the moment you have all been waiting for. This week, I'm just going to rant on the continuation of shit I see on social media. Like, come on. Get over yourselves, people. You don't know what certain drivers would react if they were still alive today. You don't know how they would take the changes. You don't know any of that crap. So stop pretending like you do. Of course, I'm talking about all the comments I've seen that Dale would be rolling in his grave. He would be so pissed off at all these changes. He would he would have left and started his own series and blasey, blasey, blasey. Please give me a break. That is not anything remotely close to what would be happening right now. I guarantee it, the man would have embraced every single change that is going on right now hell he would be happy that there's changes because it's just the way sports go they change with the times they don't stay the same people always talking about they want to go back to the old style of racing get rid of the stage points get rid of the playoffs blasey 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 you know what i say no I mean, why the hell would I want to see a guy win a championship with like 10 races to go in the season? No, I don't, I don't like that. I like the competition that we see right now with stages. Everybody's fighting to get those ever so important stage points. Everybody's battling. It's, it's a great thing. Also, 
like, why are we going to get rid of the playoffs? Why? Every other sport does it. So why can't NASCAR do it? You guys don't like the playoffs. The playoffs are awesome. They make things more competitive. You know, and then I hear complaints. Well, the championship, they only concentrate on four drivers. Well, of course, because those are the four best drivers. Why the hell are they going to concentrate on anybody else? You know, you don't see in the Super Bowl or the World Series them talking about the other teams. No, they might mention the teams that they've beaten to get to that point. But you don't hear them like, oh, oh, look at this. This this guy should be in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. No, it's the championship four for a reason. So, of course, they're going to talk about those four. And, of course, those four are going to be better than everybody else because their teams have made their engines better than everybody. There's a damn reason why they made the championship. So get over yourselves, people. Quit finding something to cry about every single time you don't like a change because things are going to change. It's 2021. You know, I'm pretty sure you don't still have that black and white TV that you had. I bet you when the TV decided to show stuff in color, you you didn't cry. You were happy about it. So be happy with all these changes that are coming up right now. Okay? You may scream and cry like, oh, Kevin Harvick won him nine races last year, so he should automatically be the championship if it was the old format. Like I said, that format is gone. Get over yourselves. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, when they went 17-0 but lost in the uh, Super Bowl to the Giants, they didn't cry. They were like, man, we should have done better. We should have performed better in the Super Bowl on the biggest stage, and we could have had a perfect season. But it didn't happen. So therefore, it didn't happen for Kevin Harvick. He even said it himself. He should have tried harder. So, once again, Boomer fans out there and young new fans, stop crying about every little thing. It is getting annoying. It gets stupid. It's just down route, right tiresome. I know I'm sick of seeing it. I know there's probably about a million other people that are sick of seeing it. You know, and if NASCAR is so dead to you, why do you have to keep constantly commenting on every single damn post that you see on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever? And then make the excuse like, oh, it was just on my feed. Obviously, it's on your feed because you follow it, and by you making comments, it's Facebook's going to continue to show you those feeds. That's how their little, you know, rudimetrics or whatever the hell they call it work out. So, if you don't like it, just stay off social media. Do us all a favor and just go sit on your front yard and tell people to get off your grass. Because we don't want your negativity here. If you don't like what I have to say and you disagree with it, then that's your right. But this is my rant, and I'm sticking with it. We'll be right back with Bold Predictions. Here we go. Bold Predictions for the Cup Race. I think Kevin Harvick is going to win. But also don't count out Kyle Larson or Tyler Reddick because this is their style of racing. They like to be aggressive. We've seen Tyler Reddick, of course, win at Homestead twice to win the championship over the Xfinity Series. And Kyle Larson is always, always a threat at Homestead. So watch out for those three. But I got Kevin Harvick winning this race. Maybe this year I can get a winner. You know, maybe this weekend I don't have to feel dumb for picking losers. But hey, 
I'm, you know, going with the, what the analytics have showed. I mean, Chase Elliott was an excellent pick for the, the road course wins. I mean, who wouldn't have picked him or Martin Truex Jr.? Those two guys are like the road course kings. But that's that's past us now. So, yes, Kevin Harvick, your hero of the weekend, or heroes, I shall say, is Toyota, TRD. Those guys dominated not only in the truck race, not only in the Xfinity, but in the cup race. That's right. Toyota went one, two, and three with wins. With, of course, Joe Gibbs Racing winning two out of three. Congratulations, Christopher Bell. Last weekend, you were the bonehead and got the stupid bonehead award. This week, you get the hero award. And for the bonehead award, let's go with the stupid fake rain. That cost Chase Elliott pretty much his shot at winning five in a row. If it wasn't for that stupid rain coming out of nowhere and then leaving just as fast as it showed up, we would look be looking at Chase Elliott as a five-time, five straight wins on a road course. But hey, what can you do? It happens those are my bold predictions. Tell me what you think on Facebook. We'll talk about it. Let me know your bold predictions. We'll come back next Tuesday and see if I was right or if I was wrong again. Moving right along. Let me tell you something. If you love NASCAR and you love collecting NASCAR memorabilia like myself, I love collecting diecast, then you need to check out my friends over at Circle B diecast.com they got the latest and greatest in pre-orders and they have a bunch a bunch of nice diecast in stock when you head on over to circle b diecast make sure you use the code jmac21 that's jmac21 in all caps by the way for free shipping on all orders over $20. Go to Circle B Diecast right now, check them out, and remember to use the code JMAC21 for free shipping on orders over $20. Well, there you have it. Another wonderful, exciting episode of The Wave Around. Thank you guys so very much for taking the time out of your busy Tuesday morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this episode. I would like to thank all the new listeners we might have gained, and I'd like to give a huge shout out to all my continued listeners. Thank you so much. Without your support, this would be boring. It would not be fun to do, and quite out, I just, I just wouldn't do it. So thank you guys so very much. If you like what you have heard so far and you would like to show some support and become a Patreon member, you can do so by going to www.patreon.com slash the wave around. Patreon is spelt P-A-T-R-E-O-N. All right. That's how you spell it. I have different tiers there. Anywhere from you get some exclusive content from me. You can get like a video chat opportunity with me. You can get a chance to be on the show. You can get some merchandise. You just have to check it out if you want to know what it is. All right. I got as little as $5 monthly all the way up to $35. And you'll get some cool merch every three months with that $35 if you decide to do it. No pressure, by the way. But every little cent counts. All right, if you would like to ask me a question on social media or just have a conversation about anything, look me up on social media. 
Search and like the page, The Wave Around with J-Mac. Join my exclusive fan group, also called The Wave Around with J-Mac. You can join me on Instagram at The Wave Around. That is the underscore wave underscore around in all lowercase letters. Don't put them in overcase. You probably could put them in overcase and find out, but who knows? I That's just how I set it up. All right. Join those awesome, awesome Awesome social media groups to get the latest and greatest exclusive content that I don't put out on podcasts. It also will show you when the next podcast episode is dropped. So join us. All right. As always, join us next Tuesday as we discuss Miami. I'll be on the road. I'll actually be in Florida. So we can talk about Florida and we can talk about the race together. Once again, thank you guys so very much. Remember, be safe, be kind, and go chase. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.